Thanks for listening to the Inner Life Podcast. Be sure to join us every weekday at 11 a.m. Central on Relevant Radio or on the Relevant Radio app. Find your local Relevant Radio station at RelevantRadio.com or stream us live every day on the Relevant Radio app. It's time to set out on the pathway to healing and light. This is The Inner Life on Relevant Radio. If you have questions or concerns about your faith journey, if you are struggling or searching for something more, if you are in need of some spiritual direction, our Catholic priests are here to help. One heart at a time. Welcome to The Inner Life on Relevant Radio. Hello and welcome to The Inner Life today here on this Wednesday, April 27th, Wednesday of the second week of Easter. I'm Josh Raymond. And uh, it's always such a delight, a joy to be able to spend this hour with you as we try and understand how the Holy Spirit might be speaking to us, might be working in our lives so that we can know and love and serve God better. And uh, just so glad to be able to have this opportunity here on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app. As we begin the hour today, uh, let me ask you, what's your favorite breakfast food? Whether you are out and you order it at a restaurant or if it's something that you make at home, what would you choose over almost anything else for breakfast? Would it be something just that classic plate of eggs and bacon with some toast? Maybe a, a pancake or a waffle? I think I, I said pancake singular. <laughs> Probably needs to be plural, right? Two or three pancakes. Um, I don't think anybody ever eats just a single pancake most of the time. And I know there's this big debate over which is better when it comes to pancakes or waffles. I don't know why people argue over those two when we live in a world where French toast exists. That, to me, is by far the winner when it comes to any sort of uh, kind of bready option that you can pour syrup all over. Well, Sunday mornings in our house, after getting home from Mass, this is the one day every week, out of the week, where we make some sort of breakfast meal. Uh, our kids, some of their favorites are Eggs Benedict, huevos rancheros, uh, breakfast burritos, biscuits and gravy. But in the last several months, one of the things that we have been making more and more on those Sunday mornings after we get home are omelets. And a few of our kids have started learning how to make their own omelets. So occasionally on a Saturday morning, or if they have the day off from school, they'll end up making their own omelet. And there are a few different styles of omelets that can be made, but in our house we typically just make that classic American style. And there are a few steps that really will ensure that you make the perfect omelet. So first of all, if you're going to make that omelet, you, you've got your ingredients, but it really helps if you have all of those fillings that are going in there, if you have them all prepared ahead. Grate your cheese, cut up your ham or your bacon or whatever breakfast meat that you might be throwing in there. And then we also will have bowls of things like diced onions, diced green bell peppers, tomatoes, uh, mushrooms, things like that that'll be ready to go. That's important. Second thing that will, will really contribute to successfully cooking your omelet is to use some sort of skillet or griddle that is nonstick, or maybe it's been seasoned well enough to where your eggs are just going to release very easily. They'll slide off or slide out when they're cooked. 
And the third thing that I think is at least as important as anything else, or maybe more important, is you got to keep that heat on your stove low when you're cooking an omelet. Don't try and rush things. If you rush the cooking by turning up the heat, it's going to ruin. I mean, if you want your eggs to go brown and get crispy and rubbery, if that's your thing, go right ahead. Turn up the heat. Do that. But if you want that really tender yet fully cooked egg wrapped around the cheese and the fillings of your omelet, you want to keep the heat low and let that egg cook really slowly. Plus, this gives extra time for the cheese to thoroughly melt and for other fillings in your omelet to warm up. Now, these steps, could you rush through this process? Could you crack a couple of eggs, two or three of them, into a bowl, give them a quick whisk, dump them in your pan as it's just heating up, and then you start digging around in the fridge looking for a few things you can throw into your omelet? Yeah, sure, you could do that. You could try and wing it. And it might turn out okay in the end. Still edible. But if you take that little extra time at the beginning to prepare, if you dice your ingredients, all those fillings, if you have everything ready, it'll help to guarantee better results in the end. And you still have options. You still have flexibility. You know, if we're making omelets for everyone in our house, some of the kids don't like mushrooms. Others don't want ham. They want a veggie omelet. Maybe somebody only wants cheese and nothing else. There's that versatility because we've prepared ahead. We've got all the options. We've planned for success, and that planning makes all the difference. And similarly, in our spiritual life, if you try and wing it, if you don't have a plan, if you don't prepare, will your spiritual journey be successful? Yeah, maybe. But you might also hit some points where you stall along the way on that spiritual path, on that spiritual journey, or you don't make the progress that you'd like to see. But if you approach your spiritual life with a plan, even though you might have to make some revisions to that plan along the way, you have a much better chance of success in the long run. And this is what we want to look at today on The Inner Life, having that plan for our spiritual life so that we can grow in holiness. And we can know and love and serve God all the better. And joining us as our spiritual director today, I'm very glad to welcome for the very first time here on The Inner Life, Father Jay Mello. Father Jay is a priest in the Diocese of Fall River, Massachusetts, and he's the pastor of St. Michael's and St. Joseph's Parishes there in Fall River. Father Jay, so glad to have you here on The Inner Life. Welcome. Josh, thanks so much for having me. I really appreciate the invitation. Well, and since this is the first time that we've had the opportunity to speak with you here on the the inner life, can you tell us a little about yourself? Are you a Massachusetts native? I am. I'm actually from the the city of Fall River, uh, and I've been pastor here back in the the Sea City. Uh, just started my eighth year. Um, but as I listened to you beginning the show uh, about food, I said to myself, "We've never spoken. Uh, we've never met each other. Uh, you had no clue that I was actually in culinary school." before going into seminary. And I thought to myself, you have just touched upon my two most favorite topics, the spiritual life and food. So I am <laughs> feeling very comfortable right now. <laughs> Excellent. And, Excellent. And, to answer, and to answer your question, all of them. Pancakes, waffles, omelets, sausage. I'll choose them all. I don't have to pick one. You're not going to turn down a single one that is <laughs> set in front of you? Very good. Well, uh, Father Jay, Talking about this idea of having a plan for our spiritual life, 
And this was a concept that you wanted to discuss on the program. A lot of times, you know, as Nick and I are planning out, uh, you know, the, the program here, Nick, my producer, he and I will discuss what are some different things that might be coming up, you know, in the week, things that we might see in the daily readings, um, you know, something that's happening in our culture at large. But this was something that was really near and dear to your heart. So uh, why is this idea, this, this plan for our spiritual life, why is it so important to you? It's something that during the pandemic, it became very clear to me that more so than, than normally, that many people are struggling with this. Uh, during the, the shutdown, where people were not leaving their homes, working remotely, um, their schedule was thrown off. Right? There are people who would be in pajamas for you know, the whole day or the whole week, um, sleeping in. Um, getting out of that normal routine, and it was affecting their their mental, their physical, as well as their spiritual health. Um, and one of the things that my parish was doing uh, in our efforts to um, minister to people and to evangelize using social media was to come up with a, a spiritual stimulus package. There was all that talk in uh, in Washington about keeping the economy going. Well my thought as a pastor was how do we keep people's spiritual lives going? And going back to this idea that a daily plan of life or sort of a, a schedule for what we want our day to look like helps really to maintain that healthy spiritual life as well as a regular workout schedule would keep our, our physical health where we want it to be. Um, and also our mental health because they're all intertwined, right? We, Sure. We are body and soul, and we need to take care of, of all of it. Um, and so the, the spiritual life, we need what we call this daily plan of life. And saying, what do I need to, to do to have this strong relationship with the Lord? Um, but now as we're coming out of the pandemic and getting back to our normal way of life, we see that the opposite struggle is people's lives are just very busy, right? I mean... My life as, as a priest, I've got a little bit more control over my mornings. I can get up, I can say my prayers quietly, can have my time spiritual reading, get ready for Mass. I have the time at night. But if you are a, a parent, if you've got a regular 9-to-5 job or a job that pulls you in different directions, kids with sports, how do you do that? And, and for me, as a pastor, I, I think it is so important for us to try to give people the resources they need to, to approach that. Because everyone wants to have that meaningful, that profound relationship with the Lord. I know lots of friends of mine who are dads and, and moms who would love to be able to come to adoration and spend an hour before the Blessed Sacrament quietly and not have to think about anything, not have to clean anything, not have to shop for anything, to just have that. But very few people have that block of time. So for a plan yeah. of life, we're looking at, and, and one size doesn't fit all. My plan of life would not work for, for a working dad with two or three kids. Our, our life is different. So it's the same mentality of saying, I need a structure, I need a plan, but how do I fit that into my own circumstance, my, my own uh, daily life and schedule? So, go ahead. You know, no, no, go ahead, Father. 
So I think there are essential parts of that, right? So um, obviously, you know, daily prayer, mass on Sundays. Um, if we have time, you know, spiritual reading, scripture reflections, the rosary, other, other devotions. They're all a part of that. Find out what is actually beneficial and fruitful for us. There are some people who love the rosary. It is a, it's a wonderful way for them to pray. Other people, they are completely distracted by it. Some people can pray the rosary while they're walking, while they're running, while they're driving, while they're doing laundry. Other people need to be able to sort of have that calculated disengagement from everything else, sit down in a chair, close their eyes, and do some mental prayer. Other people need to read something. So it, a lot of it is first knowing ourselves. Before we come up with our own plan is, is knowing ourselves. Because we can start, you know, if we're trying to develop a prayer life, you know, we can go on to some websites or read some spiritual books or have a director, and everyone has an opinion, right? It's sort of like, how do you best lose, you know, 10 pounds before summer? You can get a 1,000 different experts to give you a 1,000 different techniques or methods or diets. Um, we have to find out what is best for us, what works for us, what we're looking for, what we're looking to achieve, uh, what we can accomplish. Because otherwise, you, know, you can be jumping from, you know, you can be keto one week, and you can do paleo the next week, and, you know, then you can be on Weight Watchers, and you can do all these things, and you're constantly changing. It's the same with spiritual life. You know, if we're just trying to do too many things, it may not necessarily be very beneficial. So uh, the daily plan of life is not about necessarily getting as many things into the day as possible. It's about creating a balanced life for ourselves, where there's exercise, where there's work, where there's time for family, time for recreation, leisure, but also time for prayer. And that for many of us, because we're so busy, needs to be scheduled in. And so we just need to have that, that plan before we start the day. Sure. Sure. Well, let's go back to what you just said. You know, we, we need to know ourselves before mm-hmm. we kind of set out to make this plan. Uh, and so it, it might be difficult, you know, just because so many different people have so many different circumstances, they're at different stages in their life, and it's not like what worked for you when you were in high school or, or college might work for you when you are married and have children or you're working. And that's not going to be necessarily the same plan that you have in place as you go into retirement years. So there's a lot of different things, different uh, variables and dynamics that we need to understand will impact this. But are there some maybe just basic key signs or indicators for you as you're looking and saying, okay, I do want to be very deliberate about coming up with this plan so that I can I can be as healthy as possible from a spiritual standpoint, uh, but I want to know what is the best way for me to proceed. How do I know if, going back to your idea of a diet, if I should do you know, South Beach versus keto versus um, whatever the, the popular fad diet might be? Um, sure. Well, well, first of all, I'm the last person who's been giving any advice on any dieting plan. Um, <laughs> this is not, that's not my area of expertise. Um, but I, I think if we follow that parallel, um, if you want to be a runner and you've never run before, you don't start off by trying to run 10 miles, right? You say, all right, let me, let me try for a mile today. 
Um, and it's the same as spiritual life. If we're just starting off, I think we start off with the very basic stuff. So the real pillars of the spiritual life, as I see them, would obviously be Sunday Mass, daily prayer, confession as often as we need it. Right? So those sort of thin as the, the, the basics. Right? So if you know, we want to have a strong prayer life, but we're not going to Mass on Sunday or you know, just going when it fits into our schedule, well, we're already going down the wrong path. Like These are essential. They need to be there. Um, but when we start looking at that prayer life, the daily prayer, so obviously I think a morning offering is, is key to say I want to start my day off by, by offering that day to the Lord. Um, I want to start, and, and some people are morning people, some people are not. Um, some people can really have that very powerful for them. Others, it's just more, I'm doing it because I just, I, I want to make this deliberate act of consecration of my day to the Lord, um, but I'm not really fully awake yet. You know, for, for me personally, I'm not really a morning person. I mean, I, I get up early just because of the nature of my life, but, you know, I, I wake up, I come downstairs, I, I go into the chapel, make a morning offering, and then I go right to the coffee pot. So I need coffee to wake up so that my prayer, the rest of the morning, can be more fruitful. Um, so I would start the day by having some form of morning offering. It could be just traditional act of morning offering. It could be as simple as an Our Father, a Hail Mary. I say, Lord, I, you know, I give you this day. Whatever our morning, but to start the day by acknowledging the Lord and his presence in our life. And then I would jump to the end of the day and say we want to end it with an examine, examination of conscience. Just a few moments where we spend reflecting upon our whole day, our conversations, our interactions, our effort at work with our family, and just think, how did I do in these areas of our life? And that's how I start mine, my daily plan of life, and then I work in. And and some things are unmovable. So for me, daily mass is is every morning. That's part of my morning routine. I try to pray the rosary every day. Um, some days are busy, so I have to be creative with that. So some days I'm going I'm to pray the rosary when I go for a walk in the afternoon. Some days I'll do that in the evening after everything's done. But I say, what are the things that I want to be a part of, of my day? And then we're not trying to say, right, am I going to add some sort of devotion to every hour? Most people who are listening are, are not priests, religious uh, cloistered sisters or, or monks, that's not part of their vocation, right? I mean, we have our work, we have our families, but we do want to grow in, in our relationship with the Lord. So I say, what can I do many times in a very short period of time to have that prayer be something that is, is meaningful, right? Because we can all say prayers, right? I mean, we can recite those prayers that we learned as children. We say the Our Father, the Hail Mary, the Rosary, litanies. But if we're really not praying from the heart, if we're not engaging in that, that mental prayer from the depths of our soul, sometimes we're just kind of going through the habit of it, and it's not really meaningful. So I, I think for those who are working moms, dads, husbands, wives, people have busy life, I, I think the key is to find something that can be meaningful in a very short period of time. And maybe that is the drive to work or home from work. Maybe that is the, the time at the gym 
maybe that's why you're doing dishes. Um, but obviously, prayer is something personal. I, I mean, mm-hmm. there's something beautiful about praying with our... Go ahead. Well, I, I was also going to say there, too, you know, it might be good to just kind of give a little bit of maybe comfort and clarification on that. As you're talking about, we want to make that prayer meaningful, which, yes, absolutely 100%. I, I, you know, I, I, have, I have nothing that I want to say that disagrees with that, but I think it's very common that if we are in the middle of a busy routine, mm-hmm. and we do try and make that time for prayer, but we might walk away saying, oh, that wasn't as meaningful as I wanted it to be, or it wasn't, I wasn't engaged quite to the degree that I want. And at that point, it's also good for us to say, okay, I want to do the best I can in those moments, but even where I might not feel like I've done as well as I could have or I could have done better, you know, St. Paul reassures us that when we don't even know how to pray, the Holy Spirit intercedes for us with uh, groanings, with, with words that we don't necessarily have on our own. So, you know, God is helping us along the way and making up for the areas where we lack. So if we just simply come with a heart that wants to be in relationship with God, if we have that attitude, that disposition, even though we might know, okay, could have done a little better there, it wasn't quite up to where I hoped it would be, the Holy Spirit is helping to guide us and bring those prayers to the Father. Absolutely, and I'm not at all trying to uh, discredit, you know, saying those prayers and sort of going through the motions of, of prayer when we don't have time or when we don't feel like it. There are lots of things in our lives that we, we do when we may not necessarily feel like doing it. It's part of our responsibilities, part of our vocation. Um, and absolutely, and I think God 100% rewards um, our efforts. And, and I don't want to at all give the illusion that prayer or the effects of prayer uh, are about feelings, right? Our, our faith, um, like other relationships, you know, feelings can come and go. I mean, sometimes we may not, may not be in a good mood. Um, and our interactions with someone may not be great. It doesn't mean we love them any less. It doesn't mean that, you know, we, we don't care. Um, but I, I think when, I think it's very, I guess my point is that people very often who I talk to can get discouraged by prayer because they may feel like they don't know if they're doing it right or they're not getting much out of it. And I think that, when I talk about trying the different techniques, uh, whether it be the rosary or devotions or spiritual reading or scripture readings, adoration, um, finding what is more fruitful for someone, God rewards all of them, right? That they're all beautiful prayers. They're all great devotions. Um, but that's the part of knowing oneself that I think is key. Absolutely. Father Jay Mello is our spiritual director here today on The Inner Life. He's a priest in the Diocese of Fall River, Massachusetts. And today we're talking about having that plan for our spiritual life, establishing those routines. And how about you? What are some routines that you've established in your spiritual life, daily activities? And when you first started that, that daily time set aside for prayer or maybe spiritual reading for whatever it might be to help you to grow closer to God. Did you notice a difference in your progress compared to before when you didn't have that plan? Or maybe you're struggling to find that time 
regularly, daily, to do the things that you want to do in your spiritual life. And you'd like some advice, some encouragement, you can call and talk with Father Jay. And the phone number here to call into the studio is 888-914-9149, 888-914-9149. Our email address is innerlifeatrelevantradio.com. And we'll continue the program here on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app in just a moment. The Catholic Order of Foresters, the sponsor of our studio's line, is hiring today. Several positions available throughout the U.S. Visit RelevantRadio.com slash Forester to learn more about how you can find your vocation with COF, an Illinois Life Insurance Society not licensed in all states. Welcome back to The Inner Life on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app. I'm Josh Raymond, and talking today about those daily routines, maybe it's weekly routines, maybe it's even monthly, you know, if you go to a confession once a month, if that's your routine. But those, those plans, those routines that we have in our life that help us to grow spiritually. And we're talking with Father Jay Mello today. He's our spiritual director. Father Jay is a priest in the Diocese of Fall River, Massachusetts. And we're also taking your phone calls at 888-914-9149. Uh, maybe you have been struggling to try and develop some of those routines. You've tried a few things, but they just don't seem to be working, or you're good for a little while, and then you kind of fall out of that routine, and you'd like some advice on how to make that a more permanent part of the structure of your life. Uh, maybe you have developed those routines. We'd love to hear what has worked for you, what has helped you to build that structure in your life that has allowed you to grow closer to Christ, develop that relationship. Again, the studio line, 888-914-9149, 888-914-9149. And Father Jay, one of the things that might be good to talk about here too is, you know, as we're talking about any sort of daily routine or some sort of plan that we set up for ourselves, whether it's spiritually, whether it's, you know, physically, whether we're talking about uh, trying to become healthier with our bodies, with things we eat, exercise, um, maybe it's with trying to be healthy mentally and some of the different things that we do that reinforce positive behaviors and relationships in our life, um, or just simply exercising our brain with, <laughs> with some uh, you know, good thinking exercises. But whenever we talk about some of these different areas, we usually have some sort of goal that we want to get to. And I remember hearing years ago that people who write down their goals are more likely to achieve them. And the idea is that you write out a list with your top short-term goals, things you want to do in the next 2 to 12 months, and then you make a list of your long-term goals, things you want to accomplish maybe in the next 2 to 5 years. And my wife and I, we've done this several times in our marriage where we've come together and we make these lists of these goals that we have. And it could be financial goals, might be something in our relationship, might be just big projects that we have around the house. And when we have that written list, we can check things off as we're doing them and it helps to keep us focused. We don't forget about the things that we have decided together. These are the priorities that we want to work on. 
do you think it's a good idea to set those goals for ourselves in the spiritual life to actually write out list the things that we'd like to do or accomplish or areas where we want to see specific growth maybe in a virtue or some sort of devotion uh, again as long as we're not too rigid in this as long as we le- leave room to adapt where the Holy Spirit might lead us, you know, that, that we can revise as we go? I think they're absolutely essential in every area of our life, our, our professional, our business life, our physical health, and, and certainly in our spiritual life. Setting goals um, is necessary. Um, and I remember being in seminary um, each year, at the beginning of, of a new year, we'd have to write and submit to our formation advisor a list of goals and objectives. We'd have to have a goal for our spiritual life, for our personal life, for our apostolic life, and then the objectives. How are we actually going to accomplish that? And then at the end of the year, we would have our yearly evaluation for the faculty, and we would go over that. Part of the the questioning was, did you meet your goal? And if if you didn't, why not? Um, Because that sense of accountability is necessary. Um, In the spiritual life, we're holding ourselves accountable, right? So if we say in the next year, I want to pray the rosary every day, or I want to go to confession once a month. And at the end of the year, we look back and say, okay, I did this or I didn't do this. Well, why not? What, what got in the way of that? What, what's prevented me? Because then it gives us the opportunity to say, all right, well, I'm going to make my goal for the next month, the next year. What do I need to change to make this happen? Now, I remember when we have to submit these, it was a very formal process and we'd get them back and say, you know, grammatically this is wrong or, you know, this is not attainable. And it was always sort of a tedious process. But after I left seminary and I, and I didn't have to do that anymore, I didn't have to submit them to anyone, but I kept on doing them. I went back to thank my formation advisor for holding my feet to the fire on that because it has helped me as a person uh, to make sure I'm making progress. Because otherwise, it's very easy to be complacent. You know, and that can be in our relationships, that can be in our work, in our prayer life. You know, if we're not taking time to examine where am I, you know, where am I trying to go, what am I trying to accomplish, you can look back and say, how did I get here? How did I put on these 10 pounds? How did I, you know, stop praying? You know, and if we look at our spiritual life, we know that it's very easy to break a routine. When we shut down churches, the pandemic, and people stopped going, a lot of people stopped going to Mass because they got out of that habit of it. So developing a good habit should be one of our goals to say, I'd, you know, I'm not just going to go to the gym once and expect to have the body that I want. It's the same with our spiritual life. You can't just go to Mass once or confession once or pray the rosary once and expect to be a saint. And that really is our ultimate goal, right, is to, is to become saints, to be more like Jesus Christ, to, to grow in our relationship with him for our, our thoughts, our feelings, our actions, our words, to look like his. That, that's our goal. And, and to do that, we need that, that prayer life. Um, so I, as you said at the beginning of the segment, I think we need daily goals. What do we want our day to look like? What do we want our week to look like? So we say, all right, Sunday, I want to make Sunday the Lord's Day. I want to start the day with, you know, with Mass. So I want to have family, you know, family time, do a breakfast or, or lunch together, some recreation. Um, we need to set those goals. And I think writing them down 
is a great way of holding ourselves accountable for them. Because we, in writing them down, we're, we all take pleasure in crossing something off. To say, this is a goal I have for myself. I can cross it off. I met that goal. Um, so there is that sense of personal fulfillment in that part of it. But not crossing it off also can trigger that sense of, I need to work harder. Or I, I failed to attain this. And, and it's not just setting a goal. I, I think it's also important to say, how am I going to do this? And in what time am I going to do it? So if we just say, I want to become holy. Well, that, that's a great goal. But what, what does holiness look like? Right. right? Yeah. Let's, let's so, come up with some more specifics. We have to be practical, right? Um, yeah, yeah. So I, I think, you know, in the, the business world, you know, something called the, the smart goals, right? You know, the, the specific, uh, the uh, something that you can put a timetable on, you know, but it's also something that's attainable, right? Um, I mean, for me to say I'm going to run the Boston Marathon, okay, that's a great goal, but it might not be very attainable for, for me personally, um, at least not this year, right? So if, if that's my five-year goal to say in five years I want to be able to run the Boston Marathon, okay, what do I need to my benchmarks to be at the end of the first year, the second year, uh, to work towards that. Um, but I think having goals is such a beautiful part and necessary part of, of all of our lives, and not just our spiritual life, in every area. But when we mm-hmm. take a step back and say, what, what do I want my spiritual life to look like by the end of the day, right, or the end of the month, I think it... it it forces us to engage in that internal reflection that helps us to then sit down and write those goals. And that's part of also knowing ourselves and they can say, okay, I need to embrace this devotion. So whether it be the, again, the rosary or daily mass or liturgy of the hours, um, finding something that fits in our goal. Because if my goal is to run the Boston Marathon, I probably need to avoid five guys in Chick-fil-A, right? So I think we have to know ourselves and know what the impediments are to to those goals that we've set for ourselves. Father Jay Mello, our spiritual director here on The Inner Life, and our phone number to call in, 888-914-9149. We're talking about how we can have that deliberate plan, that structure in place, be able to set those goals for ourselves so that we can grow spiritually, so that we achieve those things that we want to see in our spiritual life. Uh, of course, looking and following the lead of the Holy Spirit. And we're also taking your phone calls at 888-914-9149. What are some things that you have incorporated into your daily, your weekly, your monthly spiritual routine that have helped you make that progress in the spiritual life. Maybe you're really struggling and haven't been successful. You've tried some different things and it hasn't worked. You haven't stayed with it. And you'd like some advice on maybe what to do next, how to proceed. You can call in at 888-914-9149, 888-914-9149. Our email address is innerlifeatrelevantradio.com. And Father Jay, let's go to the phones. We've got Therese who's listening to us in Gilbert, Arizona. Therese, thanks for calling into the Inner Life. You're on the air. Good morning, Josh. Good morning, Father Jay. Thank you so much for taking my call. I, I'm so inspired by this 
uh, this conversation this morning, and I just wanted to call and, and just share that um, uh, about two years ago, I started attending daily Mass, and I was not a daily Mass kind of person. And I just wanted to say that the Lord opened the doors for me to get spiritually stronger, kind of like you're saying, flex, flex my strength. And, and our faith is so rich in so many tools, devotions, and, and the rosary and the chaplet. And I have a busy life like many people, and I have a couple of businesses, and I don't usually have the time for extra anything, but the Lord just opened up my schedule and opened up the opportunity to adoration, daily mass. I never thought I would be so filled filled with his grace of, of these opportunities to just be with him. And I, I started with doing daily rosary in the morning, which was for me was a great uh, habit. But I, I had realized, wow, how am I going to play a rosary every day? And, um, I, and I had, it became known to me that there's, there's like 1,400 or 1,440 minutes in a day. And I thought, well, it takes about 14 minutes to do a rosary. So who am I to not be able to give the Lord at least 1% of my day? And that little reality inspired me, but now I don't need any inspiration. The first thing that, that comes to my day is, is to be with him, and, and it's just a blessing. And I just called to say that anybody anybody that has the desire, the Lord will just open the doors and open the opportunities to, to be with him in so many venues that, that we have available in our faith. And I'm just so grateful and blessed, and, and I'm grateful for this conversation because it's gone through my mind a lot in my journey, and, and um, I just I hope that helps. Praise God. Praise God. Yeah, I, I think recognizing that the Lord does reward our efforts amidst our busyness is, is so essential, right? I remember uh, Father Mike Scanlon from Steubenville um, would always start his morning off in in the chapel and he said he would not leave the chapel until he knew what the lord wanted for him that day and you know he was the president of the university and had meetings and sometimes it was very clear what the lord wanted for him and he'd be off on his day other times he'd be there longer and people like you know father mike we've we've got appointments we've got meetings um, but the Lord always rewarded that. The Lord always blessed that. He always made time for all those things. And it's amazing what the Lord can do and how he will bless us when we, when we give him that. And we think of what our Lord did with a few loaves of bread and a few fish, right? We think of what our Lord does in the Eucharist. We give him simple bread and simple wine, and he gives it back to us as the body and blood of his son. Our Lord can do so much with so little. And I think we can't lose sight of that. Um, so we may not have, you know, time to do a, a holy hour. We may struggle to find the 14 minutes to pray the rosary. But I think our Lord does, I know our Lord does, reward our, our efforts and can do amazing things, extraordinary things, with the little that we offer to him. Therese, thanks so much for calling in today and sharing here. And if you're listening and you'd like to join the conversation, you can call us at 888-914-9149. As we talk about 
those different routines, the structure that we have in our day, our week, our month that allows us to grow in holiness, allows us to grow in our spiritual life. Again, the phone number, 888-914-9149. And you can call in and speak with our spiritual director, Father Jay Mello. And we're going to take our final time out here. We'll be back in just a moment with more of your phone calls and more on this topic in just a moment on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app. This is The Inner Life here on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app. I'm Josh Raymond, and thank you so much for being a part of the program today. We're talking with Father Jay Mello. He's our spiritual director. He's a priest in the Diocese of Fall River, Massachusetts, and the pastor of St. Michael's and St. Joseph's parishes there in Fall River. And we're also taking your phone calls at 888-914-9149 as we're talking about how we can establish a plan for our spiritual life that we can build these healthy routines, this structure into our day, into our week, into our month that allows us to accomplish some of the spiritual goals that we're setting to be able to grow in holiness, to grow, to know and love and serve God better. And if you have a question or maybe you've experienced that in your own life and would like to share your story, you can call in at 888-914-9149. Father, before we go back to the phones, Let's talk about, we've been dealing a lot with the individual, um, you know, mm-hmm. how this can impact just me. But let's talk about how parents might be able to bring this into a family setting. What are some things that you might say would be good to consider for a mom and dad if they want to try and develop this kind of healthy spiritual routine, this spiritual plan for a family setting? Yeah, I, I think actually... Uh, for parents who, or for families who have children, it may necessarily seem it's more difficult to develop this plan of life. But I actually think it's a lot easier. You know, when we see um, many families, you know, young couples who you know, they go off to college, start their careers, they kind of can drift away from the church a little bit. But when they have children, they have them baptized, and they go to faith formation classes so that they come back. Having children, I think, grounds us in the importance of that relationship with the Lord. We obviously want to pass that on to our children. So I think parents praying with their children. You know, we, we have our routines. Our parents have their routines with their children in the morning. You, know, you get up, you have breakfast, you brush your teeth. You know, you get your stuff together, you go off to school. I, I think praying is, is a beautiful part of that. I mean, I'm sure... Different families have different routines. Parents have different conversations with their children as they're dropping them off at school or, or daycare. Um, I, I think incorporating prayer into that is so essential. And if we start a child young with praying every morning and every night, it sort of becomes like breathing. I remember you know, being in seminary again when we were learning Liturgy of the Hours, um, which priests promised to pray every day. Um, one of our, our spiritual directors said, this really needs to become like breathing, you know, that we, it just becomes a natural part of our life. And I think for, for parents praying in the morning um, and in the evening with their, their children, not only passing the faith on to their children, teaching them the good habit of praying, it sometimes takes, you know, um, an effect on the parents of a very busy life. I don't say forcing them, 
to pray, but if they know that this is part of their routine with their child, it just, it just it happens naturally. I think the other really good thing is to connect with other families who have similar goals and desires in regards to spiritual life. I know yeah. there's uh, different families in, in my parish, sometimes on first Fridays, you know, we'll have first Friday mass and then gather together. We'll have pizza, some time for, for fellowship and then pray the rosary together. Um, and, and to me, I, I think it is so beautiful to watch these kids and, and <laughs> you got two or three year olds trying to keep their attention to pray the rosary for 15 minutes um, where they clearly lost interest and they're playing with the rosary and one's wrapping it around their brother's arm or something. I find it quite beautiful actually. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I think just creating those habits and those connections, right? Because I, I think sometimes in a very secular world, we can feel like we're in this by ourselves. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. And we're not. No, I, know, I, Jesus I think that's such a great suggestion, father, um, you know, to be able to not just feel like, oh, we've got to do this on our own, and it's mom and dad and the kids against the world. And (laughs) that, yeah, of course there's going to be other families that are trying to do the exact same thing. And uh, it it really, I think it bolsters you as parents, and it also gives the kids encouragement that, oh, yeah, other families are doing exactly what we're doing. So that's such a great, that's a great uh, uh, suggestion. Uh, Father, before we get too far away in the hour, I wanted to go back to the phones. We've got Joanna who's listening to us in Needville, Texas. Joanna, thanks for calling in. You're welcome. Thank you for having me. You bet. Go ahead. You're on the air with Father Jay. Well, I I believe that out of everything that happens that's maybe is bad, good comes. Um, I found that out with COVID when I couldn't go to church, and I found EWTN. And ever since I found that station on on TV, I started um, watching Mass every morning. And I'm a cradle Catholic, and so don't know a lot of things. And I really didn't know much about Divine Mercy. And so I got a book, and I started reading up on it, and so every day at 3 o'clock, I have my phone beeps me so that even though I'm working, maybe, I can't do the chaplet, I at least say, um, Sacred Heart of Jesus, I place my trust in thee. And everybody at work knows that my beep, you know, my phone goes off, and so they start asking me, and none of them are Catholic, and so I told them about it, and they thought it was so great that I was doing that, and I just feel so enriched, I guess, that I've not only succeeding in that, but I'm letting other people know about it. Great. No, there's a lot of great resources out there, obviously. Um, EWTN, Relevant Radio, a lot of online resources, many of which got a lot more momentum during the the pandemic, um, where where people were not able to go to Mass or their their, their home parishes for that stuff. So thank you for your, your insight and sharing that. And Joanna, you know, I think that's such a great point that you bring up too, kind of like where on Ash Wednesday, 
the ashes that we wear on our forehead, you're kind of doing the same thing with that alarm for the Divine Mercy Chaplet that, you know, even if you're not able to pray the entire chaplet, just being able to have that moment where you turn back, kind of recenter yourself and say, Jesus, I trust in you. And I know everything I have here is because of you. I think that's so beautiful. Uh, Father, you mentioned, you know, numerous different resources. We've talked a lot about prayer. might be also good to talk about spiritual reading. Any recommendations here as we're in our last few minutes of what people might look to as far as, you know, great spiritual reading that can help them in their spiritual journey? Yes, I am actually holding the books in my hand uh, right now. Uh, I was thinking of talking about setting the alarm on her phone. And, and it's great using technology for that. When we think of church bells going off, you know, to remind us of, of the hour of the Angelus, right, at 12 and 6. Those great reminders to us throughout the day. So obviously a great way of, of using that. Um, which I think leads me into the first book I want to recommend. Uh, I mentioned him earlier, Father Mike Scanlon. Um, he wrote a great, very short book, booklet, uh, a number of years ago called Appointment with God, which I think if someone is just starting off it is a, a great way to start developing a plan of life uh, and just regularly scheduling um, our, our prayer life of making it sort of an unmovable thing. Because I think that's what happens with our faith so often. We know God's always there. But if we treated God like an appointment with a, a specialist, with a doctor that we need to see, we wouldn't just brush him off or say, I'll, I'll come back and do it later. Um, so really, that book... I've gone back to it many times. I recommended it, Appointment with God by Father Mike Scanlon. Uh, and another one that I just started reading um, not too long ago uh, by Ralph Martin called Hungry for God, Practical Help in Personal Prayer, uh, is, is a great resource for people who are um, just starting off. For, for people who do pray every day, they're lifelong Catholics, um, one of the authors that I really love is Jacques Philippe wrote a number of, of great books. Uh, and one of them about prayer uh, that I love is in the School of the Holy Spirit, um, which is great. I mean, it's not even uh, 100 pages, but profound. It's an easy read, but uh, so much great stuff in all of his books. Um, so those would be three that I just recommend really quickly. I know we're running out of time here. But I think spiritual reading um, helps us to, to grow. Um, obviously, oh, prayer is helpful in developing that relationship, um, but we are. We're body, soul. We also have a mind, and, and our mind needs to grow. Our mind needs to learn. We want to learn more about our faith. The more we know him, the more we love him. The more we love and know him, the more we serve him. Um, and so spiritual reading, so much great stuff out there. And we have to be careful because sometimes there's not so great stuff out there. If we walk through Barnes Noble, you go to the spiritual section, sometimes some of that stuff might lead us down a not so great path. So find someone that you trust, uh, a priest or a friend who you know is is solid in the faith, um, because there are some things out there, sometimes sadly even written by priests, that might not necessarily be very helpful for your spiritual growth. Father Jay Mello, our spiritual director here on The Inner Life today. And Father Jay, uh, it's been a wonderful conversation. I'm so glad you were able to spend the hour with us here on your first you. appearance you. on The Inner Life. And I uh, hope we get to talk with you again soon here in the near future. Uh, we've got about 40 seconds remaining. Could I ask you to offer a blessing for all of our listeners as we conclude today? Sure. We ask the Lord's blessing, His grace, His peace upon all who are listening 
upon their families, especially those who may be away from the church. And through the intercession of our Blessed Mother, St. Michael and St. Joseph, may Almighty God bless all of you in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Thanks again, Father Jay, for being with us here today. Thank you for being a part of the program, too. Apologies to those of you who were holding and we didn't have time to get to your phone calls. Uh, I want to encourage you to join us tomorrow, uh, kind of continuing our focus on prayer. We're going to talk about how God hears and answers our prayers, specifically talk about praying the rosary. And Father Rocky, our executive director here at Relevant Radio, he's going to be our spiritual director for the hour, so I hope you can join us for that program. Stay tuned, of course. We've got Mass coming up next here on Relevant Radio, followed by The Faith Explained with Cale Clark. And I want to say thank you to Nick Sentevich and Thomas Angesser for their help in producing the program. And, of course, if you missed any portion earlier in the hour, go back and find the podcast.